and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the much-anticipated debut LP from Boy Genius, the supergroup made up of Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, and Phoebe Bridgers. It's called simply The Record, and it starts with a song called Without You, Without Them. Give me everything you got, I'll take what I can get, I want to hear your story and be a part of it, thank your father before you, his mother before him, who would I be without you, without them? Speak to me. So that song's just a short acapella snippet to sort of set the tone for this album as a collaboration of these three incredible singer-songwriters. And then it's followed by the first real song, which is called $20. It's an all-night drive from your house to Reno to the T-Bird graveyard where we play with fire in another life we were arsonists How long's the Chevy been on cinder blocks? Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker are three of arguably the best singer-songwriters of their generation. They've already built really amazing solo careers, even though each of them are only in their late 20s. And five years ago, they came together and recorded what they thought would just be one song because they were going to be touring together. It would be fun. Um, And it turned into this EP where they each brought two songs and then recorded all six together. And it was just so fantastic and that it brought a lot of questions about whether they were going to do it again, whether they were going to follow up and like continue performing together. And they were very hush hush about it. But here they come with this LP that has, you know, it has had so much anticipation around it. And I am surprised, like it seemed like it could only disappoint everyone, but I feel like it's even better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this is a, an interesting case. I think our our episodes of this show tend to be either not enough people are talking about this band or everyone is talking about it and we have to also. Mm-hmm. And this is for sure falling into that second category. They've been doing kind of the media blitz cover of Rolling Stone. Uh, it's, it's a lot. But again, step it back. Just set aside the hype and just listen to the record. And these are people who sound fantastic separately and sound great together and i really like the way this album opens where it's this just the voices and purely them singing over each other and then here it's like okay we're gonna let 
you know, a little bit back into the pattern of the EP where like, okay, this feels like Julian Baker kind of taking the lead, but everyone backing her up pretty aggressively from the start. You're hearing the backing vocals now. And then towards the end of the song, it becomes this kind of call and response of the three different voices overlapping in this really intense and beautiful way. And, uh, you know, it's much more a collaboration where you can feel the, not just the backing vocals and the contributions, but you really feel the input of all of these people who, you know, I think there's the phrase, none of us is as strong as all, or none of us is as strong as all of us. And they really make each other better. Like the sum is better than the parts. And that first short track really sets up the idea that this is also a song about their friendships and their relationship and a celebration of female friendship, which is so great. Yeah, that the, you know, the $20 is, you know, it seems like it's just that representation of like, what do you need to just like this sort of metaphor, which is, I guess, feeling that feeling how much do you need to get some gas and just keep getting moving down the road and that your friendships can be what gives you that sustenance. It's really uh, beautiful, but it's very mystical, too. So the next song we'll play is what really kind of kicked off this process where Phoebe Bridgers recorded a demo of this song and sent it to the other two and said, hey, can we be a band again? She felt like this was really meant to be a boy genius song. So we'll play that next. Emily, I'm sorry. Headed straight for the concrete in a nightmare Screaming, now I'm wide awake, spiraling collaboration here because this is a song that it really feels in its bones like it started off as a Phoebe Bridgers song and there really is I think especially in those choruses do pull me back to that Punisher track uh, Kyoto Mm -hmm. has a very similar kind of melodic structure but here a toned way down in its energy and then bringing in all of these voices and it totally changes the energy even if the bones started the same and so it's kind of uh, that collaboration and I think it contains what might be the mission statement of the entire record where at the end of that section we heard there's just that line of like I'm 27 and I don't know who I am 
but I know what I want. And she says, I don't know who I am, just one voice. And then, but I know what I want is all three of them singing together. And it's really powerful. And it's a feeling rather than a thought, but it's a really powerful feeling. Yeah, it's, uh, sorry, there, each of the singer-songwriters kind of takes the lead on four of the tracks, but they're all, they don't sound like just kind of standalones that the others are contributing to. They all feel like full-fledged collaborations. And this starts out sounding, like you said, like a Phoebe Bridger track with this, you know, very Elliot Smith hushed vocal tone, but it becomes something that sounds very different than I think what she would put on her own album. And it's just such a touching song and so heartfelt. And it gives the feeling of like her friends are helping her get through this difficult time. And I feel like, again, that that is also the mission statement of this record. Yeah, exactly. That you're young and figuring stuff out. And the best way to make it through that time is to have your two best friends at your side. And it's really moving. And so we go from this, yeah, this track about, I don't know who I am and I don't know, I'm still figuring out what I want with my friends. We go into another song that's sort of, I think a different take on that same notion of how do you, how do relationships pull away from us and sustain us. And here Lucy Dacus takes the lead. It's called True Blood, True Blue. (laughs) Now you're moving and breaking a sweat on your upper lip and getting pissed about humidity and the leaky faucet. You already heard my feelings three times in the way. either a love song or a romantic love song or a friendship song but I listen to it as a friendship song and it always makes me cry because I feel so lucky to have had my best friend of 40 years who's been such an important influence on my life and like more than any she has made me who I am more than any romantic relationship including people I was married to and you know the line that I, I remember who I am when I'm with you. It's just like, uh, it's so perfect. Yeah, it's such a great counterpoint to the previous song and so much more hopeful that when you have you know, someone who knows you better than you know yourself and someone you can just share everything. And there's later lyrics in the song about just being able to forgive and trying not to, you don't keep score of like, oh, you harmed me and I harmed you. And just like, no, it's just people aren't perfect and you love and you trust and it's so sweet. And it's all anchored in that just transcendent voice of Lucy Dacus. And as much as 
you know, I can admire the other two songwriters here. This is just a special, special voice that is rare. And I, I know I think we saw her, first saw her when she was barely 20. And if anything, she's just grown into it and it's become deeper and richer and stronger. And I will... I will just listen to anything she does ever because it always sounds amazing. Yeah, and she, like all three of them, their voices work really well together because, you know, she's got this warm, honey, deep voice. And then Phoebe Bridgers has this kind of like hushed, uh, like breathy voice. And then Julian Baker is just like has the powerhouse vocals that she can really just belt it out, but higher in tone. And they mesh so well together and you know their first ep the cover was an homage to a crosby stills nash and young cover and i think that is probably the best comparison of them as a band because they're all really strong singer songwriters with distinctive styles coming together and like it's just such a magic thing to listen to yeah, it absolutely is. And I, I do appreciate how this opening few tracks of the record do really recapitulate what's on the EP, where each each of the performers gets a chance to be up front and really get the sense of like, well, we're all working together, but this is kind of me on lead. But I do like that after that, we kind of come to this middle section where there, I at least don't get that obvious sense of like, oh, this is obviously a Lucy Dacus song or a Phoebe Bridger song. There's more just, this is a band and it's fantastic. And so the next song we'll play is one of those and it's a barn burner called Not Strong Enough. Drag racing through the canyon song is such a synthesis where it has this very 80s throwback sound with both the guitar tone and the arpeggiator and the very synth driven energy of it that I wouldn't associate with any of these artists separately and yet they came together and made it happen and this is a track that where for the you know relative to the earlier ones we've played there's such a sharing of lead where we get this first first chorus with Phoebe Bridgers then we hear the section we played was the second first chorus with um, Julian Baker taking the, the lead and then the bridge and the final chorus are Lucy Dacus in the lead so they all get to be in front and it's all in this song where it doesn't feel like any one songwriter's DNA or any one singer dominating the sound and apparently Bridgers and Baker both wrote each other's portions that they sung in this song which I thought was cute and Bridgers originally ha- has had or she apparently has had the idea for a while of wanting to make this song that is a response to the Cheryl Crow song, you know, with the chorus, are you strong enough to be my man? And so it's a fun little play on words. And I just love the, um, I lie. I am. I'm just lowering your expectations. (laughs) No, it's a very clever 
you know, it's the, the lyrics are amazing in this. And yeah, the fact that, you know, the, the bridge after all of this kind of just relation stuff, relationship stuff is Lucy Dacus at then gradually joined by the other singers, just with this refrain of always an angel, never a God, which is like going from, Oh, kind of relationship stuff to this really kind of metaphysical take on existing in the world at all is kind of amazing. Well, and I think, you know, I might be reading too much into it, but I take it as their sore, their whole sort of side eye at the canon of male musicians. And, you know, we talked about that uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young homage cover. And they recently were on the cover of Rolling Stone in the same pose as the Nirvana cover. And even like they tried to make the same facial expressions. And they are very much looking at themselves as not wanting to be a, a quote unquote all female super group. They are a band and they want to do great things. And I think, you know, the thing that you say about young female singers is they have a voice of an angel. And I think that's what is underlying the always an angel, never a god. They are actually rock gods. Yeah, and I mean, that's what they're claiming. Yeah, it's tough because, yeah, they don't want their, you know, they don't want their music to be about gender. And yet the name of the band is Boy Genius, which is poking fun at that concept of like, oh, he's the boy genius who will grow up to, to do great things. And, and then what you, you know, what you said about the way they deliberately are kind of expressing themselves, you know, f framing themselves in those ways. And then this song specifically being like women singing about being strong enough to be your man. And, and so they, they are not overwhelmed by it, but yeah, they are touching on it for sure. And it's very, it's very interesting and powerful. So the next song is a song I think could have been off of Punisher. It's a Phoebe Bridgers lead and it's called Revolution Zero. That's a lie, but I'm afraid to get sick. I don't know what that is. You wanted a song, so it's gonna be a short one. Wish I wasn't so tired, but I'm tired. Obviously, when you have such three three such stand, standout stars, the focus is kind of on them. But this song, I think, really shows the beauty of the instrumentation that I, I couldn't really find any track-by-track track credits on who's doing the atmospherics and the synths and the arpeggiator on the last song we played. There's a lot going on. And in fact, not in this song, but a, a couple of the ones we'll play later, the drums are really, really add a lot of flavor to the song and you know it's it's really well produced yeah there's even some strings that sound pretty real although mm -hmm. then later there's some very fake sounding strings so i'm not <laughs> even sure it might just be all synths but yeah. it sounds really pretty that such that kind of wordless bridge where they're all singing together and it kind of starts off 
melancholy and then gradually becomes more and more energetic with these strings. And maybe that's a bit of a sense of hope on what I was otherwise a kind of downer song. I think the first half of this record is pretty high energy. And for me, at least is a more immediately appealing, more sort of directly accessible. And I think that the second half has a lot more songs like this that are a little more contemplative and just much sadder. Um, but there's still beauty in that sadness. Yeah, I would I would contradict that and say there's a lot of dark material in these lyrics, but it's also framed around usually like getting through it with the support of the people you love. And I think that's one of the themes of yeah. the next song we'll play, which Lucy Dacus wrote as a love song to her other two bandmates, and it's called We're in Love. Some October in the future I'll run out of trash TV And I'll be feeling lonely So I'll walk to karaoke Sing the song you wrote about me Never once check in the words I hope that no one sings along Hope that I'm not a regular Damn, that makes me sad It doesn't have to be like that If you rewrite your life May I still play a part In the next one yeah, so in this back half, there's actually a couple songs, this one and another one we won't play, where the otherwise fairly tight pop structure of the songs breaks apart a little bit, and we get these much kind of looser, alternately narrative or more just emotionally raw songs with Lucy Dacus taking the lead, and we get both a lot of how great it is to know you're in love with someone. But then the section we hear is very morose about this feeling of loss and the possibilities of, you know, well, we're together in this world, but what what if there's some other life and we don't find each other in that one? I, and, I, and so it's, it's sweet, but there is this kind of sense of life is precious and like how, how great it is. Uh, I think it's more about like, I will find you in the next life because like they're a part of you that I, I know will come through no matter like what your incarnation is. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it goes into a lot of detail about I'll be the boy with the pink carnation and well, I'll know it's you. Yeah. And it's that, yeah, these, they know each other so well. And even in another life, they'll know each other and sing songs to each other. And there are some really pretty strings on this and piano. Yeah. And I wonder, I think Lucy Dacus plays piano. So I don't know if that's her piano or if it's a one of the other backing players. But it really adds so much texture. And their voices are all so close mic'd, which I love that like you really hear that at the forefront. But then if you listen on headphones, you get a lot more depth to each of these songs. Yeah, but again, these songs that don't grab me as immediately because they don't have the sort of rock instrumentation, but there is a lot of depth there. But I am glad that, you know, from this spare, again, less structured, we do at least go back into a more kind of traditional pop rock kind of energy on the penultimate track. It's called Anti-Curse. Yeah. 
favorite song on this record not only because julian baker has such a powerful voice and really rocks out like she was in a hardcore band when she was younger and she's just very she's has a lot of grit and she can really belt it out but she also has just this great self-deprecating sense of humor and i feel like her lyrics are always so witty and i you know i just love this the way this song kind of envisions maybe drowning or feeling like you're gonna drown swimming at the beach and being like well i'm okay with it like i i did okay all things considering and then remembering your friends on the beach and finding the the nerve to like get it together and swim back yeah it's it's fundamentally a very hopeful song and you know i was talking about how i feel like there's a little bit of a more contemplative and kind of much sadder energy in the second half of this record but this song i think brings us back to yeah you can feel down and contemplate do your own doom but you know find hope in yourself find hope in your friends and the connection you share and swim back to shore and that energy you all sing together and the drums and the guitars and everything is booming and it's triumphant and just like this record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as I said at the beginning, there was a lot of anticipation around this record and it just is so much better than I expected that it was going to be. And I feel like they have really pushed each other to be their best songwriting selves and really give exceptional performances while also being vulnerable because they feel like they're in a supportive environment and they can, you know, kind of share ideas with each other in a way that allows them to bring their best ideas forward yeah it's it's so yeah it's musically rich it's so emotionally raw and it's kind of amazing that i feel like this is such a very personal record and yet this is their you know to the extent like hey we're doing our major label debut for all of us is this record and we're gonna go play at coachella and they're (laughs) playing like a big band and this is not the kind of music I would expect for like the big pop band that's going to conquer the world. And yet I think they like, didn't they chart in the UK with this record? Oh, really? Like, yeah. I think they pl- placed really high on the charts. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing. And that, yeah, well, the UK has an inter- more interesting music taste and uh, their charts are not, not what they are in the US. So it's a, uh, yeah, just a, an amazing growth of the of all of these artists together and now you're like oh they're gonna go do so what will their solo how will they draw inspiration back for their solo music as well yeah and they're still only 27 28 and they have <laughs> such amazing careers ahead of them yeah what did you really what great. did you gotten done at 27 <laughs> don't ask so we're gonna go out with the last song called letter to an old poet which is a great like kiss off song and end of the album and the it was really tough to pick which songs to play for the podcast because we have to cut it down but 
all of the songs are great and just go listen to the whole record it's not that long it's like it's 12 tracks but it's like 42 minutes yeah very thoughtfully efficient (laughs) yeah all killer no filler for sure so again we'll go out with letter to an old poet you we've been discussing the record from boy genius and you've been listening to for the record thank you so much for listening said I think that you're special You told me once that I'm selfish And I kissed you hard In the dark In the closet You said my music is mellow Maybe I'm just exhausted You think you're a good person Because you won't punch me In the stomach And I BFF.FM Podcast Network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.